Welcome to the Recovery Hour podcast, where we choose to recover out loud by sharing our personal stories of inspiration, hope, and triumph. Together, we can end the stigma and shame typically tied to mental illness and the disease of addiction. We are proof that recovery does happen. Joy and laughter may be involved. This is the Recovery Hour with Lori Winfeld. Welcome to the Recovery Hour. This is your host, Lori Winfeld, with two of the most exciting guests, very spicy guests, Cindy Roberts and Rebecca Wall. Welcome, ladies. It's a, it's a podcast, so you have to say hi. <laughs> I, realized, I literally just realized that I waved and I felt really silly. <laughs> I was blowing kisses, so there you go. <laughs> We've been on Zoom way too long. Everybody is blowing kisses at each other. We're on the radio. All right. Today we are talking about a hot, hot, hot topic that I'm so geeked up about. Intimacy in recovery. What does that mean? Who are these people? What are we going to do? So if you haven't already seen the massive amounts of social media I've been putting out there, we're doing a workshop on Sunday, April 11th. Is that the right date? Yes. Oh my God. We're going to confirm. Yeah. It's the Sunday, the 11th. Yay. So excited. If you uh, happen to be in the US on the West Coast, it means it's going to be 9 a.m., which is the best time to talk about intimacy and recovery. And uh, for those East Coast, that's three hours later. So it's 9 a.m. Pacific time and it's noon Eastern time. Intimacy and recovery, Cindy, Rebecca. Today, you're going to get to learn all about who is who behind the scenes in this workshop and why the three of us are together. So first, I'm going to introduce you to Cindy. Cindy Roberts is a She Recovers coach, which is where I met her. Y'all know that I'm She Recovers. She Recovers. And that's where I met Cindy. And she's our resident sex expert. And when I actually felt this sort of need is is really why this workshop even came up is the need in our twice daily zooms with she recovers if you're not already involved in that get on it she recovers.org they have twice daily zoom calls for women and in the last few months there have been so many women asking coaches about sober sex about intimacy about their bodies changing and it's a real thing. I wanted to be able to provide education in a fun and exciting way that people can receive the information comfortably with cool chicks that I love. And so, of course, I immediately looked to Cindy and Rebecca and they were down so quick to say yes to this. So Cindy, I'm gonna allow you to introduce yourself and please give our listeners a little background about yourself. You're, uh, like I said, my I consider the resident sexpert. How'd you get there? What do you love? What do you love about the intimacy topic? How does one become a sexpert? I mean, I often ask myself that. Uh, so it's 
funny. I have a funny backstory, Lori, as you know a little bit about it. Um, I am actually a recovering sex toy dealer. Um, and so I, I know, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> I love that you're recovering from sex toy dealing. I am. I, <laughs> Our, my listeners are used to other types of dealers, but okay. Right. I'm just going to throw that out there. So um, I actually, in full disclosure, I am um, four and a half years sober. So I am in recovery from alcohol use disorder. And, but before that, I, um, my life, my life, that sounds so dramatic, but my life was spent selling sex toys and I giggle. Um, I was actually part of a company that sold sex toys and like these in-home party plans. And so like I would go into people's houses, women, and much like your listeners that are, are here. And so I would go in and present for an hour and talk about how amazing all these products are that I sold that the, and I then would sell the products and everybody would go home with a little shopping bag full of goodies and batteries and ready to go. Yay. So that's <laughs> I love that. I can't even right now, Cindy, listen. Okay. I, cause I always like feel like we're kind of parallel cause I'm about five, just over five years sober. And I was doing in-home sales for a hot minute too. <laughs> I know Rebecca's like you were. Because like, what were you doing? You. What did you? I do? was selling wine. <laughs> That's even funnier. <laughs> Literally at the height of my drinking, I thought I can get a job, and I heard about this place that did wine tastings at home, and I convinced a lot of people that this shitty wine was really good. And the more they bought, the more I would get for free, which was so dumb because I could have just fucking bought it. But yeah, I'm sorry. Cause I just like, I don't talk about that a lot. And when you said I was in home selling sex toys, I'm dying. Like we could have totally been partners, like you doing toys and me. So you would have sold so much more with my wine being sold. I paired up with the wine lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you do your spiel first, get them all liquored up, and then they'll be ready for me. And they'll be like, you bring on all the toys, my friend. Yes. Like, oh, well, yeah. you're going to have to actually sell real shit today because <laughs> my peeps are sober, most of them. So there's everyone's going to be really interested in what you have to say. So be on point, would you? Absolutely. Well, and then that's not the ironic thing. Like I kind of, sometimes I look back and I think, how how interesting is it that I felt like when I was presenting and doing this whole like education spiel. So let me back up a second. I actually have a master's degree in sexual health, which then led me to this company that I could sell these things and, and like speak the truth. Like there were people in this company that didn't, and women, it was only women could be consultants. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How are we not leading with the fact that you have a master's degree in sexual health? <laughs> yes, but it was more fun to say I'm in recovery from sex. <laughs> sales. Um, yes. So that's what, that's what brought me to doing this. Cause I, selling these sex toys. I thought, well, I have like a master's degree in this. Like I should really be able to do this and I should be able to do it eloquently and professionally. I should be able to do it this way. Cause I know all the body parts and I know how they work. Like I know why you need that stimulator for your clitoris. Like I know that. And the, the people, I was at these parties and they were like, where's my clitoris? I don't even know where that's at. Like, I'm like, my mind is blown. Cause I'm like, what do you mean you don't know where that's at? I mean, one of my favorite hostesses was 70 years old. And she, I don't know why I'm telling this whole story, this, but she was 70 years old. And she was like, girl, I don't even know where that's at. And her 
one of her best friends was like, I, we're going into that. And like, she's like, how to go? I know. So at that point I was like, this is killing me that people just don't know how to do this. So that's what I did for about 14 years. And so after that, I went into my own consulting business, just talking about sexual health. And then about two years later, I put down the bottle, if you will, but I sobered up because one of the things is I had been, um, progressively drinking and getting, it was getting worse and worse. And I felt like it was necessary for me to be able to present and talk about these things. Like I felt like I needed to drink to make myself feel at ease talking about these uncomfortable topics. So fast forward, stopped drinking. And then, so now I'm like, okay, well, I'm a sexual health educator. I also want to help people in recovery from substance abuse. Perfect. So I'm going to get certified as a coach so I can do that. So now I hold these two professional titles and the certification and this experience. How do I merge these two together? Can I? Are people really interested in this? Like, how can I talk about sex and talk about being sober? These just don't mix. Like, I don't know. Are people even interested in this? And so the second I asked, started asking a couple of people in the recovery field about this topic, I was like, what do you think? And they're like, oh my God, girl, like nobody's talking about sex and recovery. Nobody's talking about that. What do you mean? Like, so then it just kind of opened things up. And then that's why I'm doing what I do now, because I feel like there are conversations to be had. I feel like not everybody's having them. There's small chapters written in a lot of recovery books. And there's, and even those aren't very thorough. And so I just think that I, I feel like called to open up the invitation to have these conversations. And that's, what's exciting to me is to be able to talk about these things and share it with people. Let's, let's have the conversation. Let's, let's talk about the nitty gritty. Let's talk about how you're feeling. Let's talk about what you're not feeling. Let's do it. So that's why it's so exciting. So that's, that's my spiel. I love your spiel and you have me all excited. I can't wait for Sunday. I'm like, what are we going to, I, I just learned a lot that I didn't know about you. So it's even like bonus points for what people are getting on Sunday, I think. Like, wow. And one of the things I kept hearing you say in your very passionate and excited Cindy voice was how you want to educate and just talk about it. Like, let's have a conversation. And just like being in recovery from anything. You know, we talk about that all the time. You don't have to be sober to be in recovery. There's so many things you could be recovering from, but recovery itself is even an icky word to people. And so having to have that conversation and try to change that narrative is one of my things like I want to do before I die. And, and this is part of that is yes, the fact that you said clitoris and we didn't have to like have a weird giggle and say, well, I did kind of giggle because I thought it was funny that that person didn't know where it was, but that even in itself is kind of rude of me because there are so many people that don't even know that. I don't know the names of my parts. I just know like that this is the one that makes me feel good. Like I laugh at that, but I probably don't know what it's called anyway. Um, anyhow, and what I do know is that shit grows as you get older, just so you know. I don't know if it has anything to do with spitting those babies out or not, but it's a little bigger than it used to be. And I'm not good with that, but I know that maybe one of you can teach us some kind of exercise or something that goes on down there. I look at you with, with big eyes on the Zoom because I know that you're adding it to the agenda for Sunday. So Cindy, oh my gosh, thank you. That was a lot and, and so lovely. 
Um, Rebecca, Rebecca Rosewall is going to be the second facilitator on Sunday, which I'm so geeked up about. And I have talked about Rebecca before. I say this often to my listeners. I'm not a big woo-woo person, but I am very much like I, when you know good people, you know good people. And Rebecca came along in one of the meetups that we had in Reno for the She Recovers. And, you know, we're all clicky. Like, we know each other from She Recovers Online or most of my She Recovers at the, at the very first, the, the beginning were my, my people. Like, I literally worked with them or it was my sister. So it was just the cutest thing because it was probably the first time that we actually had someone random come and we were so excited and like who's this cute person because she's adorable by the way and so spunky and just like full of life and vibrant and like hey I'm here for the meetup what are you guys doing and we wound up actually going for mocktails after which was something we didn't normally do but it just kind of like felt right to get to know her so Anywho, that's a really long story just to tell you guys that um, I fell in love with Rebecca when I first met her and she does do some woo shit that I just, I'm down with. She's a, she's a, what the heck does she call it? Practitioner, a mindfulness practitioner. Please tell us more about that and uh, welcome Rebecca to the recovery hour. Thank you, Lori, for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm so grateful for you in my life and for meeting you and that is one of my favorite memories of meeting you and your sister and all the gals and then heading across the street and yeah, super, super special. So yes, mindfulness practitioner. There's a lot of different, you know, the name, the semantics, right? Teacher, guide, coach, whatever you want to call it. But yes, I teach mindfulness and I help people get in touch with themselves and get in touch with their own sense of awareness. And so just a little bit of my story and kind of what led me to this and how, you know, all of that. So I've been studying mindfulness probably since I was about 15. And then when I was about 10 years ago, I got more serious about actually like sharing it with other people. And then that led me to actually getting like certifications in it and getting more professional so that I could bring it into really more of a professional practice. And so I went and got into recovery about three years ago. Well, actually like three and a half years ago now. And I have to say my mindfulness practice has been my greatest asset in my recovery journey because of my level of self-awareness. And so because mindfulness helps us be present with our emotions, be present with our body, with what our body's doing, how we're feeling about being able to take care of ourselves, all of those things, I was able to, I think, just tune into myself and all of that. And then just sharing that in the recovery space has been, you know, I think just such a huge passion of mine because when we go into recovery, it's like, I don't know, sometimes I feel it's a little bit like I'm unplugging from the matrix. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but yeah, just helping, just gaining those tools to um, be able to understand, like have that bird's eye view of like, what's happening, how am I feeling? And then being able to respond to that. So that's my spiel. I love the spiels. Gaining tools just really geeked me up because it would be so easy for us to continue to talk about this and 
spill the beans, but we're really, we're really not spilling beans tonight. What we would hope is that getting to know Cindy and Rebecca enough to hear their backgrounds and their interest level and their excitement about this topic, that people are going to feel comfortable to actually register for the workshop that we have upcoming on Sunday, which is Intimacy and Recovery. We are working it out where it is a Zoom webinar, which means you will be behind the scenes. You only see Rebecca, myself, and Cindy. The only person that knows who is participating in any of this is myself because the registration comes through me. So our hosts won't even know. So if there's a point where we have anyone that's sort of on the fence about, well, I'm not sure that I'm ready to be involved in this as an audience member, please just know uh, it will be a very comfortable space. You will definitely be behind the scenes, as I said, private space, and only the speakers will be seen during the, the webinar. So if I hope that makes you comfortable and more excited to learn the, the tools, tips, and tricks that Cindy and Rebecca have been working on for their entire life. So I do have a couple questions for each of you. I'm going to start with Cindy. Yes, ready, ready. ready. Yes, yes, I'm so ready. Well, this is the thing. We've talked about sober sex. And again, recovery, I've, I've said this a million times, not everybody in recovery is sober. There is a high percentage of our listeners that are. One of the things we have heard questions so often is, mm, I got sober and I didn't want to have sex anymore. Yeah or I've never had sex being sober. Right. While intimacy is not the same as sex, it very much involves that. So can you talk to the listeners about what they might learn about sober sex on Sunday? One of the beautiful things that I feel like this connection that you created with Rebecca and I is that while I have experience talking about the, the tangible physical side of sex and intimacy. So, you know, where these body parts are, what they're doing, why it feels differently now that you're sober or why it feels differently um, now that you're not numbing things out. I can speak to that, but I love that Rebecca creates the mindset and, and really allows a person to think about where they want to be in their mental space in order to connect to themselves and connect. And, and that's something like I speak to a little bit, but I really like, you know, I, I like for the audience to be able to ask the questions like, why is this not functioning that way, right? And, and that's where Rebecca comes in and she brings this light to it. Like, this is how you connect. This is what you need to do to find yourself. And then that then will allow you to be able to connect intimately to a partner or more intimately with yourself. So that's where I feel like Rebecca and I just, it's just compliments each other so well. When we speak on Sunday, like we've been talking about how these techniques and these, you know, we say tips and tricks sometimes, because sometimes it is, it's just little tips and tricks. Have you tried this? Did you do this? Have you created this type of space? And then, you know, Rebecca does, you know, she can really kind of create that. And you probably speak to it better than I can, Rebecca, but just like that, that mindset of being able to be there. And that's what's exciting about this, to be able to have that conversation um, and, and to figure out how that's going to, it can look for each of us and how it can be a beautiful, a beautiful experience. hundred percent. I love how you tried Rebecca in because the, one of the things I feel in, in my experience, not even just being sober, but in general, 
is the mindset of allowing myself to be intimate. And I know that Rebecca, and you can speak to this, but, but, you know, we get into this, some of us have, and, and Rebecca, if, if you're open to speaking some of your story, like some of us have sexual, what I can't, now I can't think of the word, but you know what I'm trying to say, like issues in the past, like you've had not good what is that even? Why am I having? Can you help me with the word? She's just sitting there nodding her head, like unmute yourself. And what am I trying to say? Oh my gosh, I love you, Lori. Um, I don't know. I guess you could say you could say trauma. Are you, are you thinking or, sexual trauma? Like yes, like sexual around wounds? that, or that have been you know wounds, sexual wounds, or you know things like that. Yes, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but essentially, men and women have have been. I'm so going to have to edit this and I didn't want to edit. I have to, what the fuck am I trying to say? I think that a lot of women and men have something in their history, like whether it's, it's, it's been a habit, yes. right? Like I have always had to, I'm going to use alcohol for for an example, right? Like I have always had to have sex inebriated, right? I've always had to have two glasses of wine in order to perform this way, or I'm more, I'm more loose if I'm this way. And so we have, we have kind of had this history of that and it's just this habit. And so it's really retraining the, the brain to think of it differently. And so I think that's, you know, Rebecca, her background, like when, yeah, there is part of our history and, whether it's trauma or it's wounds, right, Rebecca? Oh, sexual abuse, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm reading the chat. You are, that's yes. so funny, because I'm like, oh my God, what am I trying? Sexual abuse, that's what I'm trying to say. That's all that I'm trying to fucking spit out and why I can't find that word for the life of me, I have 0% reason. But just so you know, what I'm trying to say is some people were abused. Yeah, exactly, and it's so much more common than we recognize, I think. And, and then the other thing too, the other side of that is not like there's that, but then I think we don't understand the nuances of maybe not having a safe person to talk to about our, our urges or our sexuality as we're growing up or what's happening in our dating life as a teenager and the changes that are happening. And, you know, um, I was just talking to a friend this morning on a coffee date and she she was like, I was, she grew up very Catholic and she was like, I was never allowed to talk about sexuality. And it was very much, um, you know, not allowed to be talked about, not, not, um, there wasn't a safe space for that. So I think that also, like, even if you haven't had sexual abuse or a history of sexual trauma, like that is also something to take into consideration. Like, did you have a safe place to explore that part of yourself, you know, growing up? That's an awesome point to bring up as well and we've talked about this in the past about even religious trauma not necessarily tied to sexual anything but and and that's a, an amazing point that people may not even are aware that they have struggles because of the way that they were raised and as soon as you said that it just hit me so hard because I was raised in a religion and hell no I wasn't talking about any of that and god forbid I told anybody about the kiss in the back of the bus when we would go into Philly if I kissed Glenn for the first time I would have been murdered right in my mind there's zero chance I was talking to anybody in my family about what I was gonna do or what I was feeling um, so yeah, that just really spoke to me. I just got super geeked up about it. I don't know why so much, but thank you. And Rebecca, I wanted to 
One of the things when we first started talking about this is you went into the spiel, which I would love to share, although I know that it's kind of giving a little bit away that people can get on Sunday. I think maybe we should still like, let's do a little teaser. And I'm sure if anybody's super excited and wants to hear more, they'll register for the workshop. When you talk about mindfulness, that sort of blows over a lot of people's head. Like, what does that even mean? For people like myself, self-diagnosed ADHD, clinically diagnosed depression, anxiety, alcoholism. My brain is constantly on, constantly. Weebles, wobbles, and they don't fall down. The hamster's turning, the whatever you can imagine, the lights are, I, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not interested right now. And how do I get out of that? How do I get out of that mindset? I know you have a way to tell me. Can you, can you share that? Mm, oh my gosh, Laurie, I so appreciate you sharing that. And I, I feel like I hear that from almost everybody who comes to me. It's like that, that same, very similar situation, right? So I think one of the greatest things about mindfulness is that, well, first of all, one of the misconceptions is that it's all about like calming the mind and like, a, like, learning how not to think and learning not to, you know, um, all the thoughts coming into your mind. And that's actually not really what it's about. I mean, I think that that could be a side effect for sure. But one of the, what it's really about is being aware of our thoughts and being more in control of them rather than allowing them to control us. And then therefore like, uh, influence our emotional state. Um, because our thoughts are very powerful, you know, they're not like the end all be all right, but our thoughts are very powerful in the sense of how we connect to ourselves, how we connect to our, our reality and, and our partners, um, our relationship with intimacy and sex. And so when your mind kind of what happens is you have a thought that comes in. And when you're not practicing mindfulness, or when you're not, you're not really aware of your thoughts, the thought comes in, and then it's like a domino effect. And all of a sudden you're spiraling and you're going down the rabbit hole and one thought leads to another, right? And sometimes those, those rabbit holes can lead to a, a particular emotional state, which is not pleasant, right? And so one of the things that we learn to do in, in a practice is just to become aware and be able to choose I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, and which helps us lead to, you know, more presence, um, you know, less stress because our, our inner state, you know, affects our stress levels um, and all of that. So did that answer your question or? I am not sure because I have ADHD and I was just trying to figure out what I was having for breakfast tomorrow. But what I, what I do know is that I'd learned something from what you just said and the misconception about calming the mind. And that's, that's the key that so many of us are missing. And to know that you might have a formula to help us out of that, I'm so excited about because truly that, that's just how my brain works. It's like you hear a little piece and then you're like, oh, okay, that's a lot of work. So, you know, the sky is purple today and what just happened, we're gonna have eggs tomorrow for breakfast. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm, I just, I'm so excited. I know that I'm going to learn so much on Sunday. We're going to wrap things up because we got, we got stuff to do. And I'm just so geeked up though about this 
duo that I get to introduce on Sunday. Um, Cindy being, hello, master's degree in sexual education. How did he not know that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I was a sex toy distributor, but don't worry about my 17,000 years of education. Yes. Well, it was a few years ago, but it still. (laughs) Done is done, girl. It is on the list. It ain't going nowhere. Okay. So, and that's what's exciting. That's what's exciting is to be able to like talk about that. Like, okay, let's maybe I, I think maybe I forgot that women, a lot of women just don't know some of the things that their bodies are capable of. So that's why these be fun to talk about. Girl, listen, I'm not even going to say a lot. I'm going to say all of us. There's something, there's a secret sauce to something. Like everybody's got some kind of tale that didn't, they didn't share with their girlfriends yet. Cause I'll tell you what, a lot of stuff I learned was from my friends talking to me about it or some movies that I just thought I'd do my own internet search, which was probably not a good thing. If anybody's watching my search history folder is what it is. I really didn't want to have to edit this, but I'm so going to, cause I'm a perfectionist and I can't just put this shit out on. This is what happens. This is what happens. And I'll be up until midnight pulling all this out because I sound like an idiot. Cindy, what in the heck are you so excited about on Sunday? What's the most like exciting thing about Sunday for you, which is by the way, the workshop that we're giving. I'm probably the most excited for the workshop just to be able to have a conversation with two other women about sex and intimacy and just, you know, people who are in the recovery field and let's just have the conversations because it, that does not happen very often. So I know that when the three of us get together, we just kind of all go for it and we just things, I mean, even like this podcast, it just all comes out. So I'm excited to be able to have that conversation and to really get some specifics and, and, you know, I, I would love for the people who attend to be able to, to leave going, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try that. And oh my gosh, like, that's a great idea. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do that now. And I've never thought about that. And so that's what excites me is because I just know that it's needed. And I would love for people to be able to feel empowered when they walk away and be like, okay, I got, I got this thing that I'm, I'm going to try this now. And I've awesome. got the resources. So yeah. Empowered. I love it. I can't help. And I really didn't want to do it, but I have to, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. That I don't know why it went jazzy. I don't know why I went jazzy. I know that song always like it's so dumb. It's <laughs> so dumb. I'm telling you, this this is the reason why I don't have an editor and that I do my own editing because I cut all this crazy shit out because I just just can't. Rebecca's like keep it in because it's really good because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, she thumbs up, bitches. Um, this is, this is extra special today. We're going live. We're live. I'm not editing any of this and I'll stop talking about it. Rebecca, what is your excitement level for, for Sunday? Uh, what, what are you most excited about for Sunday? Oh, I am so excited for Sunday. Like I'm a Scorpio. There's the woo woo for you, Lori. So I love sex. It's a, it's like one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I love being able to talk about how we can be more present with our partner and ourselves. But I think the thing I'm most excited about is giving, providing tools and tips and ways to really increase 
your connection to your own self and your own intimacy. Like, I think that's where intimacy really begins is with your relationship with yourself and your body. And then once you get to know yourself and your body, then it's like sex just goes to this whole nother level. So that's what I'm excited about. I love it. I'm so glad you just said that because I was literally typing in the chat. Can you discuss the difference between intimacy and sex? And I think you just nailed it there. Is that really, really having an understanding of what intimacy is before you're actually doing the deed, right? Like, I mean, it's a deed versus a mindset. So is that right? That's how I feel. Okay. I'm so excited. All right. You heard it here first. You're only going to hear it here. Nowhere else. So there's no second. It's just here. Recovery Hour podcast. Cindy, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time, energy, excitement levels. If you are interested, which you have to be, like, how can you listen to this all the way through and not be interested? So if you're listening to this right now, that means the next step for you is to go to lauriewindfeldt.com backslash coaching. I'm not spelling that shit out for you guys. You can figure that out. lauriewindfeldt.com backslash coaching. Go to my website. You know where it is. Ask your friends to download this a couple of times. Get on there. And register. So we know that you're going to be there. Remember, it's going to be a very comfortable setting. You'll only see Rebecca, myself, and Cindy, whoever's speaking. And you can do question and answers. Like, if you have questions, send them to us. Hello at lauriewindfeld.com. I'll make sure Rebecca and Cindy get them. And we can talk directly about your, your questions. If you have any questions that come up during the workshop, we will have the opportunity, again, anonymously, for you to be able to ask those questions through the chat. It's just going to be an amazing time. I'm super geeked up. Thank you, Rebecca and Cindy, for your time. Listeners, thank you for your time. Spread the word. We're done. Peace out. Who says that? Who says peace out? Can you guys maybe unmic yourselves and say goodbye or something? Bye. Bye. Sunday. So excited. See you Sunday. Okay, bye. I can't with myself. I didn't know if you were like wanting to. So like I thought we were done recording, and I was like, "Hey, then we're not." Bye, and I thought that was the hard bye. Right <laughs> too. So I'm like, well, I'm not gonna say anything now. <laughs> I can't ever just stop. Like I can't. I don't. It's uh, okay. Mm. That was great. I thought it was awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recovery Hour podcast. Successful podcasts equal subscribers and good ratings. Please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. To learn more about me, your host, Lori Windfeld, jump on over to the recoveryhour.com. Here you'll find information on my coaching and speaking practices, as well as information on guests of the show. If you're still listening to this and you haven't subscribed to my mom yet, what are you doing? You're lame. Just go do it right now. All right, all right. Calm down. Sorry about that. He's just really excited for this to be successful since I I've been spending all of my free time on this project and not with him. While you aren't lame, as my son suggests, I would really appreciate a few minutes of your time to subscribe. While it doesn't seem like much, it really does help my goal in spreading the word of recovery. Until next time, let's continue to inspire, live, and give.